With his unique perspective on the medical legal system, here's Victor Cotton. Welcome to the Law and Medicine Podcast. Today's topic is the worst risk management idea in all of medicine. And by worst, I mean the risk management idea that increases your legal risk by the greatest amount. Now, as you might imagine, the selection process here wasn't easy because almost every risk management idea increases legal risk to at least some degree. Fortunately, in most situations, the increased risk can be negated simply by ignoring the idea. For example, the most popular risk management idea of the past decade has been to apologize for medical errors. If you commit an error, you're supposed to tell the patient what happened, admit that it was your fault, say you're sorry, that you've learned from your mistake, and that you promise to never make the mistake again. And even though the patient may never work again, has a big stack of medical bills and no way of supporting his family, he will forgive you and not sue you. That is the most popular risk management idea of the past decade. Now, does this idea have any chance of actually working? Not in this universe. This is a very bad idea that will almost certainly get you sued. But the reality is that no physician who values his license, his reputation, his house, his career, and his hospital privileges is going to do something so stupid. And as a result, although this is a terrible idea, its overall impact is negligible because no one's doing it, and it's therefore not the worst idea on my list. That award goes to the idea that we should track patients and remind them to follow our instructions. And I chose this idea as the worst because it places all of us in jeopardy even if we refuse to do it. To provide some background on how this idea came to be, a scenario that sometimes results in a lawsuit involves a patient who presents with a complaint, a cough, for example. We see the patient order a chest x-ray and instruct him to return. However, he goes home, feels better, doesn't get the x-ray, and then a year later shows up with stage 4 lung cancer. Now, had he gotten the x-ray, we would have found the cancer at an earlier stage and his prognosis would have been better, but that didn't happen because he didn't go and now he's dying of cancer. And it's possible that he will sue us, alleging that the delay in diagnosis was our fault. Now, despite what we're told, this is a very difficult lawsuit for the patient to win. And the reason is that the rule of law in our society, along with every civilized society in recorded history, is that people are responsible for the consequences of their decisions. In fact, our entire legal system is built on that concept which is known as personal responsibility. Now, it's true that some people were never taught that concept, and they do their best to avoid it or even destroy it. There's a lot of that going on right now. And it's also true that our legal system is far from perfect and mistakes are made. But personal responsibility is still the backbone of the rule of law. 
So coming back to our scenario of the patient who didn't go for his x-ray, because the legal system is built on the concept that people bear the consequences for their own choices, the only chance this patient has to win the case is to convince the jury that the doctor never ordered the x-ray or that the doctor didn't tell him to go for the x-ray. Because if he takes the witness stand and says... Yeah, my doctor told me I needed an x-ray to make sure that I didn't have cancer, and he ordered the x-ray, and his office person told me where to get the x-ray. But I'll tell you, I went out to my car, and I started feeling better. So I went back to work, forgot about it, and the next thing I know, they tell me I'm dying of cancer. If that's his testimony, he's going to lose because the delay in diagnosis was his own fault. And as a result, if you want to cover yourself for this type of scenario, you should always formulate an appropriate plan, take steps to initiate the plan, such as by ordering the x-ray, make sure the patient knows the plan, and document appropriately. In this case, I'd write, worsening cough, we'll get chest x-ray, plan discussed with the patient. In addition, when my staff person gives the patient a referral for the x-ray, I'd make sure that she always reminds the patient to call us if for some reason they can't keep the appointment. And to further reinforce the lines of responsibility, I might even add something to the welcome letter that we give to new patients, emphasizing the importance of following my recommendations. What I'm saying is that I would put multiple steps in the process to repeatedly remind patients of their responsibility. I would do it, my staff would do it, we'd put it in our educational materials on our website and so on, which would make it very difficult for a patient to convince a jury that he didn't know what he was supposed to do and this would effectively close the door on his only shot at winning one of these lawsuits. And from a medical legal perspective, that should be the end of the analysis. And it would be, were it not for the worst risk management idea in all of medicine, which says that we must also track patients and remind them of what they're supposed to do. Now, why do we even have this idea? Well, it arose out of the following simple-minded logic. If we had reminded this patient to go for his x-ray, he would have been more likely to get the x-ray, which would have prevented the delay in diagnosis and thereby eliminated the lawsuit. That's the thinking, and as a result, most risk experts firmly believe that reminding patients reduces our legal risk. Unfortunately, it does just the opposite, and here's how. The problem begins when a risk expert convinces your institution or your practice to adopt a policy that requires you to track patients and remind them to keep their appointments. The policy will state that you'll call patients the day before their appointment, their test, or their referral to remind them, and that you'll also call them the day after to make sure that they went. And in the event that you can't get in touch with the patient, the policy will obligate you to send a certified letter. Now, you're probably thinking, that's a lot of work. Yes, and that's just the beginning because you've now assumed a responsibility to remind patients. And before I explain how that mortally wounds you, 
I can't resist commenting on the cognitive dissonance that's on display here. As we all know, modern risk management is very big on patient autonomy. According to the experts, patients have the right to make every decision from the test that you order to the medications that you prescribe. And because the patient is in complete control, it's inappropriate for us doctors to interfere with the patient's decision-making by saying things like, this is what I recommend or this is what I think is best. No, you don't know what's best, and you shouldn't be trying to impose your will on the patient. That's medical paternalism, and it has no place in the modern doctor-patient relationship. That's what medical legal experts preach. So here's my question. If the patient has a right to make every decision, and I'm not allowed to influence him in any way, then why am I reminding him to get an x-ray? If he doesn't go for the x-ray, isn't that his decision? And doesn't he have the right to make that decision without any interference from me? If medical paternalism is a thing of the past, which is what everyone says, then what's this new obligation to remind patients to go for their appointments? It sounds like medical maternalism. I used to be your doctor, but now I'm your mother. You need to understand that these people are idiots and that this is a disastrous idea that creates an unmanageable legal burden. One of the most basic legal principles is that every duty creates an opportunity for breach. Every duty creates an opportunity for breach. In simple terms, with every additional responsibility you assume, you create an accompanying risk of being sued for failing to deliver on that responsibility. And as a result, it is never possible to reduce your legal risk by assuming additional responsibility. But unfortunately, that's exactly what's being recommended here. And as a result, when we adopt these policies, we're no longer responsible for just the decisions that we make in the office, we're also responsible for the decisions that the patient makes in his home. And here's how that plays out legally. The patient comes in with a cough, you order an x-ray, you tell him what to do and when to come back, and you document it just like I suggested. But he doesn't get the x-ray and he doesn't come back, and a year later he's dying of cancer, at which point he sues you. Now, based on where the lines of responsibility have been drawn for thousands of years, you should win this lawsuit going away because the patient knowingly made a decision to ignore his doctor's recommendation. But that's not what will happen because your practice or your institution has a policy requiring you to remind patients. So the plaintiff lawyer will put you on the witness stand. And he'll pull out this policy and get you to verify that it is indeed your policy. And he'll make you read what you're supposed to do. Call the patient, send a letter, and so on. And then he'll ask you how many times you called this patient to remind him of his x-ray. And you'll say, zero. And then he'll ask you if you sent a certified letter, which the policy also requires you to do. And you'll say, no, that you didn't. And then he'll say something like, Doctor, 
I assume you have this policy because you've seen that patients sometimes forget or misunderstand what you said. And to protect your patients from the harm that one of these miscommunications could cause, you adopted this policy, which I think is a wonderful idea. The question I have, doctor, is knowing all that you know, if this man needed a chest x-ray to rule out the possibility of lung cancer, and it's your policy to call him, why didn't you call? You see how this changes the focus. The case is no longer about the patient ignoring you. It's about you ignoring your policy. And as a result, it's no longer just the patient's fault. You're also at fault, at least partially, and for that you'll probably have to pay. Now, you might be thinking, then I'll just refuse to have one of these policies. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. The problem is that the entire risk management community recommends these policies. Most institutions have already adopted them. And as a result, I now see expert witnesses testifying that reminding patients is the standard of care, meaning that we're all required to do it even if we don't have a policy. The end result is that unlike most bad risk management ideas, which we can mitigate simply by ignoring them, this one creates an unmanageable burden and with it a legal risk that can neither be completely avoided nor fully mitigated. And for that reason, tracking and reminding patients to do what we've already recommended is the worst risk management idea in all of medicine. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Victor Cotton, physician, attorney, and founder of Law & Medicine. If you'd like to learn more about us or support our efforts, we invite you to visit our website at lawandmed.com. We offer a variety of online educational courses for which you can earn Category 1 CME credit. Many of our courses can be used to meet your malpractice insurance company's requirements for a policy discount. And if you receive a CME allowance from your employer, we can provide you with a receipt which can be used to obtain reimbursement. This has been a production of Law & Medicine, Hershey, Pennsylvania. All rights are reserved.